Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Chess Ascendancy, episode thirty-seven. Today, we're talking about the Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed. What you know, it? you were all waiting for it. Yeah, just begging, clamoring to hear about the Here Force you go. Unleashed. You're welcome. Uh, we did a, a couple of requests for a few different things. So, if you did give us a request online, um, then we are we are taking notes. We are writing stuff down. Definitely, we'll talk about a few of the fan favorite stuff coming up. Um, while we're kind of on that subject, make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share this video, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and now there is a Chiss Ascendancy Hangout page nice. on Facebook, so you can come and hang out. It's basically like the closest version we have to Webkins, so buy yourself a nice little Chiss wow, Ascendancy plush. De degrade us. Hey, Webkins hey, was balling. You remember... Um, what was it? People out there that played web games, they know the truth. There was a... I was slaying was some fools on checkers, what, boy. What <laughs> I remember, hey, when I remember I was in sixth grade. Remember when RuneScape first became a thing? And we were in PE, and we told my friend Jared, we were like, hey, Jared, come out to the forest with us tonight. And uh, my two friends, Kevin and uh, Coleman, uh, met Jared in the forest and slaughtered him and divided up his money. And the next day at PE, he was like, hey, jerks! <laughs> he was pissed off because they lured him into the forest on RuneScape, killed him, and taken all his money. And his runes, of course. Wouldn't be RuneScape without runes. Oh, Sunflash123, come at me. Oh, Sunflash the Mace, good yeah. call. Um, what was the other penguin? There's a penguin club or penguin party? Penguin or, club. Is that right? what it was? Penguin something. Uh, He's not going to know. Oh. It's past his time. My bad. Um, okay. Club uh, Penguin. Club Penguin, there you go. There it is. Yeah. I knew I had it in there. I have so a funny like... story about that, but it's not appropriate for mixed company. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> some crazy things happen at Club England. <laughs> so today we're talking about the Force Unleashed. Before we do, though, uh, we just want to get through a little bit of news and some reviews. Uh, so, uh, right as we were in the middle of last week's episode, uh, Hasbro was having their Hascon online, and so they, of course, announced a few other amazing things the, the new bubble fed that show where they has gone the man. new <laughs> what <laughs> so uh the major reveal of the show uh was uh there's a wing of hasbro's company called haslab hasbro laboratory uh that basically does crowdfunding things so the java sale barge um so many people had to back the barge for mm. it to happen um and so again they had another project that needed 6,000 backers to be started and then 8,000 backer tier and a 10,000 backer tier. Um, and that is the Mandalorian's Razor Crest. And so they're making it for the vintage collection scale. I think it's going to be uh, maybe like between two and two and a half feet. And then, again, maybe two feet wide. It's going to be sick. Where are you going to put it, man? I don't know. I'm putting it somewhere. Though. I'll tell you that. Uh, it was backed in 24 hours. And it's reached uh, at least 8,000, and by now it may have reached that 10,000-person mark. So what they did was they revealed the ship, and they said, okay, now that we have 6,000 backers, if we get to 8,000, we'll include the escape pod that launches out of the top of the Razor Crest. And then once that was once you know that was revealed, then they said, okay, well, if you get to the third tier, 10,000 backers, they'll include the child and the vintage collection scale on a card. That's pretty cool. With the, um, the cradle that Quill makes. But you did my boy dirty. You included the work of his hands, but not Quill himself. We're hurting over here. We haven't had Quill in Lego form. We haven't had Quill in Black Series. We haven't had Quill 
and irate both the of vintage us, not collection. just him. We're both angry. Not just him, definitely not. He earned his freedom with the work of his hands, and you can't even make a figure for him. Yep. Ashamed. Don't lifetimes. hide Quill under a bushel any longer, Hasbro. You need to make us a toy. Uh, and then as promised, one of the things that we did uh, when we created the Facebook page is we want to create more uh, um, conversation between us and listeners. And uh, one of the things that really helps the podcast grow is reviews on whatever channel you're listening to it on. Um, I haven't found a way that people can review stuff on Spotify, but you can leave us a review and uh, based on a system out of one to five stars. And you can write a written review. So I guess a rating is the five stars and then the review is written. Um, but you can do that on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and when you do that, it helps the channel grow because the more reviews, the more um, ratings that we have, the more likely it's going to get on people's suggested list. Very cool. Uh, February 7th, J-Rock, I think I've mentioned this one before, but we're going to do it again. First review, we're going to hit Chav out. Uh, it says, Star Wars fans will love this show. Great show, great people. It's funny because I don't know who some of these people are, so I'm like very touched. Probably, probably her mom. Uh, oh, I know it's not mom. It's not mom. She's not listening to this. Mom's not faithful. Uh, okay, so September 25th, so last Friday, um, Hoodrack16. Um, we have suspicions of who that is, but we're 100% sure. It says, uh, the title is, I look forward to this every week. And uh, it says, they give you your weekly Star Wars and hilarious jokes fix all in one podcast. Thanks, Great for Star Wars fans. Of any level. Love it. Let's talk about that for a second. We've had a couple people be like, we don't know anything about Star Wars. We don't want to watch the podcast. Yeah. To which we say. To which we say, that's the reason for the podcast. That's the reason why. If you don't know anything about Star Wars, you listen and you get educated every single week. That's the point. And we have fun. What if we went to school and I was like, all right, guys, welcome to college. Uh, we expect you to know everything about college. No, that's the reason you go to school is to be educated. So you're listening to the podcast to gain. Guys, come on. Uh, and then you're here. You know that. Also, <laughs> uh, this past Monday from a username. Monday, sorry. Monday, singular. Um, from username. Pluralizing words in the middle now. Kackenstein. That's how, you know. Like, a, like the you know, plural of cat is cast? Yeah. Or in Spanish, you say the adjective uh, last. You know? You know, different languages. Uh, from username Kackenstein. Uh, if you're, if you're, not, you're not a Star Wars fan, if you're not a fan of this podcast, I believe is the title. It's kind of cut off. Uh, pretty blunt and honest. Uh, this is one of my favorite Star Wars podcasts. These guys are super knowledgeable, funny, and they know how to run this show. It's always a great time listening to them. Clapping emoji. Mm. In the Christian world, this is praise hands, but I think it's supposed to be a high five emoji. But praise hands will do. And then lastly, on Tuesday, some random guy by the name of Skeleton Astronaut left a uh, review called Bringing Balance to Star Wars Podcasts. Combining intricate Star Wars knowledge with the best kind of dumb jokes, the Chiss of Cinecy podcast is a standout for people looking for two guys having way too much fun talking about space wizards, trademark in parentheses, Thanks, guys. Uh, Scouts National. So, which of us is dumb and which one's jokes? <laughs> Age before beauty. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, and so, that's the reviews for this week. Uh, so, if you leave one and we don't, it, like, let's say you left it on Wednesday of this week, we record on Fridays, sometimes they show up a day or two late. So, we'll read as, as we get them subsequently. Um, so, we've got four right now. 
Come on, guys, spice it up. Only a few hundred to go. Not that uh, spicy, though, because we got to read them. We got to read them. Yeah, don't put any cursing or any, uh, nothing sexual, please. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm married, and uh, he's got morals, all right? So, nothing too crazy. Uh, so, today That's we're talking funny. about The Force Unleashed. Uh, it's a cool combination. Force Unleashed is a video game. It's a book. It's a way of life. We're going to talk about it today. And we're going to dabble maybe into the Force Unleashed 2. We'll see how much time we have. There there's are so many There's so many a lot cutoffs. to cover just because... How many options right. do you have? Yeah, there's the You can be a good guy or a bad guy on 12 different platforms. Yeah, the we'll varying storylines between platforms is it's a little bit dicey, but we'll get through it. We're going to get through and it. And what does C-3PO with the lightsaber have to do with it? Find out. previous episode of anyways uh so you know what actually kind of sparked this for me a little bit was um obviously friends of mine and fans of the podcast know that i'm a big star wars uh collector mm -hmm. as well as mm -hmm. fan um and so something that the black series has started to do because they get all in calls now is uh just kidding you guys don't have a job of sale barge um so uh <laughs> Um, but something that the Black Series has done that's actually really cool is what they call gaming greats. Mm -hmm. Characters from video games that really stood out, um, and they're making figures of those specific characters. They're going a little bit low here. They're starting to just produce every kind of trooper from any game ever, and I'm like, we know you're using the same molds, you cheapos. Um, but for instance, that's where um, they made Darth Revan mm -hmm. already, and he was very rare. And so they, it's a good opportunity for them to re-release updates of that, right? right? So they did uh, Dark Side Revan, and then from the game uh, Star Wars, um, it's a mobile game. It's on my phone. <laughs> Star Wars uh, Galaxy of Heroes, uh, there's a Light Side Revan. So it's weird because... In Knights of the Old Republic, when he's lightsaber, he just doesn't have the mask. Mm -hmm. um, but in Galaxy of Heroes, they just basically give him Jedi-colored robes with the mask still, which just looks pretty cool. Yeah. So you have Dark Side and Light Side Revan. It's a cool concept when I think about... I guess, in theory, mm -hmm. there was the uh, Light Side Revan that wore the mask when he went on his little mission. He yes. Was, he was afraid to unwrap the mask because he wasn't sure how much of his dark self would come out when he put it on, but he wears it anyway. Mm. So I guess that exists. Yeah. But it's he's not technically a Jedi then. Yeah, he's just doing his thing. Yeah, and so, um, so you have him, dark and light. You have um, like a stormtrooper commander from Force Unleashed, mm -hmm. the white stormtrooper, regular armor with the blue stripe coming down over one eye. Very cool. Um, for instance, with the new game Jedi Fallen Order, they have uh, the purge trooper. Yeah, which is kind of the airborne look with the electric staff. Or they will probably come out with the one where there's the, uh, like, slightly... I think it's a commander, but it's just, like, the slightly more aggressive version of the Stormtrooper. They got the little shoulder thing. A pauldron? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, they also have released stuff like um, heavy infantry droid 
from Battlefront, which is kind of funny because they have the cannon for that, the the heavy blaster that the infantry, the heavy infantry droid can have, is kind of specific to the sequels. So the cannon looks weird to me because it looks like a first order stormtrooper cannon, but whatever. Um, and so, anyways, long story short, they had um, that's where that's why Darth Nihilus is coming back out again, mm-hmm. or for the first time. That's where the new updated Jango Fett comes from, uh, from Jango Fett Bounty Hunter. Uh, and so, anyways, it's cool stuff like that. Well, they're starting to release like, like I said, uh, Scout Trooper. Hey, if we don't Perch get, Trooper, if we don't get Rax's Prime Star Killer, right? So that was the point. Is no someone go. was like, "Hey, you guys are playing yourselves. We all know that the greatest gaming great is Galen Merrick, aka yeah. Star Killer. And if you don't put him out, you guys are frauds." Like somebody just went in on Hasbro on Instagram the other day. That's uh, super funny. And so I've been kind of thinking about the Force Unleashed ever since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. Uh, for those also, of you, if I can get a more high quality version of Juno Eclipse, I won't be upset. You may or may not have noticed. I own two Star Wars figures. This is one of them. Juno Eclipse. Juno Eclipse. There she is. British chick, blonde hair, flies the uh, the ship. The rogue. The shadow. Rogue shadow. Wow, I could not remember that. Good job. Um, that was a cool Lego set. I had that Lego set. It was sick. It was sick. And it came with a battle damage Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And the Gil Merrick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Juno. So All the important things. Um, basically, it's interesting because uh, when you think of Star Wars, you think of lightsabers, you think of lightsaber fights, you think of, you know, force energy, Jedi versus Sith, all this other stuff. And as the sequels came out, it was like everybody was super mad about how powerful Rey was. Kind of like off the, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Star Wars Episode Seven, but it's called The Force Awakens. <laughs> so if you crybabies out there don't like that The Force Awakened in her, I don't know. What do you want? You know what happened? The last person wrote a Star Wars movie because they didn't like the other one? That's when The Last Jedi happened. <laughs> so when Ryan Johnson was like, oh, I'm going to write my own. And so it's controversial. So I like plenty of parts about The Last Jedi. What I'm saying is you got to trust. They should have given J.J. all three, but that's just my opinion. Um, so people were complaining about how powerful Ray was and the whole time I'm thinking, you guys haven't played the force unleashed, have you? Uh, cause there's the main character, Starkiller, uh, his birth name is I Galen Merrick. To be, I mean, he was powerful as a young guy, but to be fair, he was apprenticed to Darth Vader for like yeah. his entire sentient life. For sure. For sure. I'm just saying the abilities that we see from Ray are nowhere near the abilities that we see from Starkiller, in yeah. my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah. He's just the most, and and I know that Palpatine is is supposed to be the most powerful character, mm-hmm. but I don't see anyone across the board, video games included, comics, everything. I don't think I've ever seen anybody do stuff like what Galen Merrick did. You had Nihilus, whose desire for hunger consumed worlds, but you don't really get to see too much of it. But you're playing as Galen Merrick. Mm-hmm. You don't get to play as Nihilus as much, um, and so. It's an interesting character, so I guess we'll just kind of talk about the game and the storyline and the different versions of stuff. So it's really interesting because depending on if you're playing Xbox, PlayStation, PSP, PS3 versus PS4, or, sorry, versus sorry, PS3. sorry, PS2 versus PS3, yeah. and then Nintendo Wii, 
they all have different storylines. Well, yeah. So and you added have the, missions. The PS3 and the Xbox 360, their storylines are consistent. They're the same, and they're those and are the then, biggest two platforms. Then there's the PS2, Wii, and PSP versions are consistent, is my understanding. Right. Because I've only played Xbox and PSP. Right. I knew there's a difference between those two. I wasn't sure what their lineup was. Well, but as we were there's preparing, like five different missions. Yeah. Well, as we're preparing for, um, as we're even preparing for the episode we were reading some storylines from the psp and i was like i played the psp version i don't remember that at all yeah uh and so basically no matter how you play the game where you start mm -hmm. is on kashik mm -hmm. um That's and arguably one of the funnest missions one of the funnest missions because you're just you start off op yeah and uh it's crazy because you're, you're just freaking throwing wookies like Dude. Uncle Rico says he can throw a football, baby. From right. the hip. Clear over them mountains. Clear over the mountains. I could throw a football a quarter mile. I threw a Wookiee a quarter mile. Yeah. Which you probably did <laughs> in reality. I remember growing up listening to Napoleon Dynamite and being like, yeah, quarter mile. And then as I'm an adult, I'm like, 400 meters? That's four, four football, football fields. fields. <laughs> I can look up a quarter mile. That's so funny. It's so ridiculous. Oh, Jess. Anyways, um, so you start off on Kashyyyk, and you're basically Jedi hunting. And it's so funny. I love how Darth Vader is so over the top. Like, everything he does, like, he's, he's looking for a Jedi. He's looking for a singular Jedi, right? He's, like, hunting him down, checking him off the list, and he's looking for a character named, um, what's Galen's dad's first name? Uh... I want to say Talon, but that's wrong. It starts with a T, though. G no, it's not Galen. Hold on. Galen is Starkiller's Star name. Killer. Um, Something. Kinto. Kinto. Kinto I was Merrick. way off. Kinto Merrick. And he's looking for him, and he knows that he's around. He feels the force or whatever. And as he's searching for him, again, it's just so funny that I know the Empire has a ton of resources, but think about Empire Strikes Back, where it's like, yeah, we're going to take this whole dadgum fleet into the asteroid field because I want that ship, and I don't give two craps what you think about it. Like, TIE Fighter pilots I think my died. favorite part about that is that he needed to take a phone call, and he's like, all right, the rest of you keep it up. i got to take this phone call. I'm yeah. jet out of this. Pull us out of the asteroid field. I'll answer the emperor. <laughs> it was so funny because he was like, uh, you know, he, he was the, the guy was saying, you know, it's dangerous to go into an asteroid field after the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And Vader goes, that does not concern me, Admiral. He's like, I don't give a crap. I want this toy. I want this ship. I always wonder why he wanted the Millennium Falcon so bad. Because it was fast? I think because he just didn't like the idea that something could get away from him. Mm. You know what I mean? Also, they're the ones that cheap shot at him at the end of A New Hope. What? Do we have that clip? Somewhere. Of course, of course we do. I've got that one for sure. Yeah. We need to use our clips more. It's hard to keep track of everything. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm only human. Not like proxy. Bet you wish you had proxy out here. <laughs> uh, so, in in the New Hope, you got Vader, and he's he's seconds away from killing Luke Skywalker before he can destroy the first Death Star, and he just he goes, "What? Hold on. Oh, will you just give me a minute?" <laughs> and that's when uh, right. Han Solo comes I out of nowhere. I think I picked the right one. Vader looks over his shoulder and he goes, "What?" There you go. And Han Solo, you know, and it basically shoots Vader off into oblivion. And that's when Luke Skywalker goes, or Han Solo goes, Yahoo! My voice is very tired. Or I would do it better. 
Oh, hold on. It's funny because they're right next to each other and I just moved away. All right. So Darth Vader goes, what? And then, then Han Solo goes, there you go. Now you've basically seen Star Wars. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck at home from the pandemic? Not anymore. You've been to Star Wars. Um, there's actually a very cool comic uh, from the concept of when, you know, Vader goes spinning out and for forever that nobody, nobody ever thought about, I never thought about, where the crap does he go? You know what happens to him? And so Haven't there's... Have you seen Robot uh, Chicken? Well, yes, but... Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> Who's they? What's an aluminum falcon? Oh, original big guy. Just build another one? Who's going to pay for it, huh? You got an ATM on the torso light, right? <laughs> Robot Chicken is so trash. Anyways. Um, I've literally... I don't think I've ever watched an entire episode. I just know that clip intimately. I know the clip where the Emperor is coming down the escalator in the Death Star. Have you seen that one? I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. There's I'll tell you what I do remember is coming down the escalator, or I guess it's an elevator, all the time in The Force Unleashed. Mm. There's a lot of elevators in The Force oh, yeah. Unleashed. What so, we came to talk about. There's a, yeah, really quick, there's the comic book where after Vader is spinning out, woo, 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 mm -hmm. and um, the comic is basically, there's this random picture Lothal where it's just like fields and fields and fields for amber waves of grain just in every direction and there's an imperial outpost right like a typical like smaller than you know smaller than the house that we're in right now and it's just it's there's nothing and so there's a guy there's a recruit that's just been sent there and that's his post and, and he's you know hands to the side top button buttoned you know, not a hair out of place, got his cap on frontwards, and the other guys are, like, in their tank tops, and they got, like, their hats on backwards, and they're, like, it looks like they're drinking beers, and they're, like, loosen up, nothing ever happens out here. And the whole story, he's, like, no, 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 we gotta do the right thing. And then Darth Vader crash lands on this planet, right? And the whole story is, like, nope, I gotta mop, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. And then at the last second, he's like, yeah, nothing happens out here. Might as well just loosen up. And him and his two friends are like, you know, cracking open a cold one. And there's a shadow and they turn around and Vader's there. And I think he ends up killing all of them. Should have. Galatians says, do not grow weary in well-doing because there's a harvest if you don't give up. And so this guy didn't dot his I's and cross his T's anymore. And his harvest was murder, turns out. That master expects too much. Too much. Uh, so the Force Unleashed, right? <laughs> so all that to say, uh, it's funny because it Vader's, was relevant, I think. Yeah, it's it's way. it's it brings it around. Vader's looking for a Jedi, and he's gonna bring the whole <laughs> this whole army with him for this one guy. Right. Couldn't he just go? You know what I mean? Couldn't well, he just go to the, the thing, thing? Is that you pretty much do all the work, right? You know, you got these Wookies. First of all, I don't care about fighting like humans, but the Wookies, like pretty to fun. me, that's kind of more sport. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, obviously, hand-to-hand -hand combat, a Wookiee is massive. Right. Um, but it is insignificant next to the power of the Force. And so these Wookiees, eight feet tall, and they're like, and they're running at you, and you're like, snap, snap, push, crush, lightsaber in half. Uh, very cool stuff. And so you're the whole time, the goal is eventually... It's cool because You're it's a the very game and you throw a Wookiee and then just somewhere from a planet far away you hear. That's <laughs> okay, bring up the sound clip. Same where you've been. Uh, so 
That's awesome. Uh, so it's cool because it's a very, it's a fun thing because Vader's already OP and it's a great mission. I thought this was a very smart idea. It's a great mission to learn how to play the right. Force Unleashed because you're not as vulnerable because you're playing as Vader, who's right. already super strong. Yeah, you're at max power. Two things. You can't double jump. Right. And you can't use Force Lightning. But as far as the mechanics of Force Grab, Force Throw... Uh, I think you have a lightsaber throw. I think force choke is something that he has that's unique. Um, since he doesn't use force lightning, that's kind of his thing. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's a super cool way to walk you into the game. Exactly. Yeah, because you're basically invulnerable. It's one of the easiest and I think most inviting mm -hmm. missions in like any game that I play. Yeah, I thought it was a very, very clever way of doing that. Yeah. Um, very and, opposite of Assassin's Creed when they're like, hey, welcome to the game. Walk across this ledge 27 times until you can get it right. Right. And I'm like, clamber, clamber. And they're like, jump backwards? Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> Back to the drawing board. That's I'm freaking so trying. I, dude, I was raging the first time I played an Assassin's Creed intro mission. <laughs> I bet. But. Dude, you're up there on like a dadgum bird's feather of well, a it's ledge. Like, literally, it's just like open, it's like white space. Mm -hmm. And then, Adam, am I not right? It's just like open white space. And then there's like. Because you're in a computer. And there's just a ledge. And yeah. it appears as you're walking on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that oh, sounds dude, like it blows. It's frustrating. I mean, it's tri it's trial by fire. Uh. Anyway, all that to say, I enjoyed the intermission for right. Force and Leash Roller. Uh, so the concept is you're finding uh, Kinto Merrick, and you find him. Chopped and screwed, you get him, no problem. And then as you're going to, to kill him, mm -hmm. your typical Vader over the top, full, you know, racquetball behind your hand swing. Yeah. And uh, as you're going to, with your follow through, the lightsaber's pulled from your hand. Yep. And you're like, what? Yes, good job. And then, um, so when he does that, you look behind you and there's this three or four year old kid just holding like like the 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 lightsaber is so big in his hand that he's like this he's like holding it like he would hold a giant telescope and yep. he's like and uh you know galen's a little guy and he hasn't taken statistics yet and so vader looks at him and then he goes never tell me the odds <laughs> we should call this the sound bit episode <laughs> you know i've been holding back for 37 weeks it's <laughs> It's funny because every other episode, Adam's like with us, and he's sitting here, and he just, every little bit, there's three seconds where it's just dead silence, and then we die laughing. <laughs> he has no clue what sound clip you're playing. Um, so, uh, you realize, hang on, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. This kid just pulled the lightsaber, and you gotta remember, you just destroyed and grilled cheese like 35 Wookiees. And so, who is this kid, and all these... Imperials just flood into the room. Yeah. And then, so there's probably 20 stormtroopers, two leaders. Vader takes his lightsaber back and he's back in control again and he's thinking, all too easy. All too easy. This is so fun. Uh, so he basically has his lightsaber and he protects the child and kills all the stormtroopers yeah. and everything there. That's the coolest part is that he's suddenly now found something else he's interested in. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Extra Vader kills everybody because he wants zero witnesses. Yep. And it's interesting because you have to remember in the timeline of things, this is right episode episode three, mm -hmm. right? Because Galen, Galen uh, has to grow up to be the character you play with who's probably 20-something? No. Yeah. Let's, let's say he's 23. I want to, yes, I want to say mid-20s. Man, how does that work? 
A New Hope is 19 years after The Revenge of the Sith. So if this kid's four, maybe it's 19 years later. It's right before A New Hope that The Force Unleashed takes place. Yeah. So he's 23? Well, it would have been, yeah, it would have been so quick after Nightfall I mean, that... Yeah, let's just say that it's Because he's the still day hunting after... down Rogue Jedi. And yeah. that Starkiller's whole thing is hunting down Rogue Jedi. Right. So Shock T's still around. Shock T makes an appearance. Oh, spoiler uh, alert. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the game's been out for like, what, almost 20 years? Sorry. <laughs> it came out in 2000 and what, eight? Adam? I, I think 2007. So. Um, Look that up. Look that up, Jamie. Uh, 2000, and I want to say, here's how I remember, because it was my ninth grade class. In 1492. And uh, and my friend Nolan was talking about The Force Unleashed coming out, and he had a, a Gamer Insider magazine. Oh, my God. And uh, it was funny because 2008. And his right hand was a Gamer Insider magazine, and his left hand was a new Webkins doll, so he can continue his membership. <laughs> and, and it was funny because there's a picture of Vader standing on a ledge of Kashyyyk, looking over the, the Wookiees all being enslaved, yeah. and there's a smoke billowing, and it looks like there's smoke coming from his groin, and it's like Vader with a smoking crotch. And that was the caption of the whole picture inside Gamer Magazine, which I don't know why, but when stuff like that happens, I take Star Wars way too seriously, and I'm like, you don't make that joke about Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... And then they tr they're looking, and they're making a joke about Vader's crotch, and then behind them, they just hear... <laughs> Danger. Hey, you know what's a cool tidbit? Is that the guy that does Chad Vader was the voice of Darth Vader in The Force Unleashed. That is really cool. Talk about turning... Your baby is ugly. Turn about talking your joy and passion into real substance. I watched Chad things. Vader yesterday, and it sucks. Is it still funny? Oh, never mind. It's this much funny. It's this much uh, nostalgia. But it's like, he throws a lemon at a guy, and he's like, is that all you got? And you hear Chad Vader go... It's all I need. And he just throws like 50 lemons at this guy and he's like, he's just like, no, oh. And you can tell someone's like lobbing these lemons behind the camera. So it's like, like barely hitting the guy. And he's like, no. And Vader's like, ha, 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 throwing these lemons. Dude, that sounds funny. It is, it's them. corny. It's corny funny. But it's it has a soft spot in our hearts. Um, it did it for me when I was 11. So I'm just going to give it my loyalty for yeah, the rest of my life. Yeah, chances are it'll still be there. It's been there more than our parents. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so you heard it here first. <laughs> Shut up. Chad Vader, more apparent in our lives than mom. Wow. More okay. apparent in the podcast, that's for sure. Um, Except for whatever episode I let loose on. Good luck finding that. <laughs> so um, that's the first mission, and then boom! Fast forward 20 years or so, less than 20 years, but right at 20 years later, and Galen Erso is grown up. Fun fact. The actor for the voice and motion capture for Galen Merrick is Sam Witwer. Yeah. Who is now our resident Darth Maul uh, for the Clone Wars. Yeah. And so Super very, very cool. cool. That was his intro into you know, Star he, Wars. He's also a lot older than he looks. Yeah, he's like... He literally hasn't aged. At ever. all. Maybe ever. Yeah. Yeah, you can... Yeah, his his chin is so strong. His jawline is so strong still. He's and he still makes this face. He kind of looks more and more like Darth Maul the older he gets. Like his cheekbones are more pronounced. He's got to have a crazy workout uh, regimen. Oh, for sure. Um, so the next... Just to be able to scream as much as he does, he's got to be fit. <laughs> Dude, I saw the behind-the-scenes footage of when he's recording for Twin Sons. Oh, yeah, there's nothing held back. And he's like... I'm not going to scream as loud as he does because I don't want to make your ears bleed. But 
it was full send, I'll say that. Oh, yeah. He's uh, committed. So you fast forward 18 or 19 years, and you are above, depending on what system you're playing on. So this is kind of crazy. So Xbox and PS3, you're above Bespin, correct? Or Narshada? Narshada? I don't even remember. You were, that was if I could have a recording of that, every time I got a text, Narshada? <laughs> what? Uh, so search for Coda in the main, so this is going to be PS3, Xbox. Yes. Narshada. There you go. And I believe that whatever the main storyline is. I think is, that that is oh, consistent. I'm sorry. I'm I think that's consistent. Yeah. Both. Yeah. The difference in Coda's location is that he's uh, in Bespin in the Xbox version. I think he's still in Narshada in the PSP version. Mm. I'm so confused. Whatever the main, main storyline is, that's what you read because there is a Force Unleashed novelization. Yeah, so here it is. The These versions are slightly different, discussing the PSP versions, as okay. they include some additional levels in the Jedi Temple and on Cloud City. The biggest difference is the location of Ram Koda, who is found on Narshada instead of Bespin. So he's found on Narshada for PSP? Uh, he's found in Bespin. For um, PSP? Yeah, because you get that cool Corellian outfit and you fight Boba Fett. Remember mm, that? Semi. Semi. So you you fight Ron that's, that's after... That's when he's kind of trying to f be with Ron Coda. Yes. I, I remember finding him on Bespin, but that's extra for the PSP. I believe so. So when you first fight him at the very beginning of the game, that's on Narshada no matter what. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because it's at the ship? The TIE Fighter, uh, TIE, TIE Fighter, um, whatever you want to call it, factory above Narshada. Because when Ram Koda is defeated, you shove him through a floor and he falls to what you believe is his death. And um, it's interesting because as Starkiller and Ram Koda are fighting, uh, Starkiller defeats him and he's holding his lightsaber like right above his eyes. And... Uh, Ram Koda has a force vision, and he says, um, I don't see, Vader's no, not your future, boy. I sense only, and he's and he's pushing up against him, right? He's holding back, and when he has this vision, he says, I sense only, and he goes, me? Okay. And when he does that, yes. he goes kind of weak because he's confused, and that's when Galen is able to blind him. Or he's, I think he's already blinded, but when that's when he's able to defeat him and push him through the floor of the... Of the collapsing TIE Fighter facility. Alright, so... Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And then uh, tracking Coda when he's going to the light side, basically. Uh, remembering that Coda said he'd be in his future, Galen tracks him from Narshada to Zyost, eventually finding him blind, doubtful of the Empire's fall, and drunk in the vapor room on Cloud City. Hmm. Yeah, that's when you go to find him again. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the... Gosh dang it. I can't remember anything anymore. I used to be so sure. I used to be so sure. Okay, yeah. So I guess in the PSP version... Sorry. Narshada when he finds him again. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, so, then... Once you're done defeating him, you take his saber to... Vader. And this is where you can realize that they don't have... Um, it's definitely not a loving relationship, obviously, because yeah, Vader's got his... Apprentice. He's got his own issues he's dealing with. And you can tell that there's already guards up between the two of them, because he tells Vader, 
he defeated Roncoda, but he doesn't tell the whole truth because he didn't kill him. He was able to take his lightsaber and he shoved him out of that collapsing I facility. I think he assumes he's dead. I think so, it's but pretty he, safe assumption in most cases. But I specifically remember in the book or in the cutscene, whatever, he's like, so you killed him? And Starkiller is like, well, here's his lightsaber. It's kind of like on purpose telling... He's, he's telling the truth, but he's not telling the whole truth. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? He doesn't say, well, he fell 30,000 feet. What do you want from me? You know, he says, here's his lightsaber. And Vader goes, all right, well, very good. Um, and then you're sent on your next mission to our favorite place, Raxus Prime. Yeah, this mission is... A pain in the butt. It's a, it's a massive pain. But, bright side, you get to kill a bunch of Rodians. So... <laughs> Take it as it comes. I don't do me, hello. <laughs> you just kill But them you also get what I think is... The coolest top, skin. Like, top three coolest skins that you get. Um, because there's the extra DLC. I had the Ultimate Sis Edition on Xbox. Right. So you get some cool skins that way. I would say this is the coolest... Um, I think my all-time favorite is the uh, Jedi robes, the ceremonial Jedi robes. I think Those that this sick. is the coolest natural skin that you get without yeah, the add-ons that missions. you... You see what I'm saying? Um, the Corellian outfit's pretty cool. And but, they made a cool figure. Yeah, so you get the the heavy the heavy gear. So he's yeah. all wrapped so up. So Rax's Prime is basically like modern day India oh. with all the pollution and whatnot. It's just like like the sky is just red for as far as you can see from it's, all the it's pollution. Smog. And this is where all droids come to die. So there's it's like a yeah. giant planet junkyard. I cannot remember. Yeah, whenever um, it's very similar to if you're a fan of the Clone Wars and you haven't played the Force Unleashed, the planet that Savage Press finds Maul yeah, on. Yeah, I keep thinking of it as Raxus Prime, even though I know that's yeah, I know it's not the same place, but it's it's basically the yeah. same spot. It's like looking at Jakku and Tatooine and being like, "Yep, lots of sand." Yeah. It's just very, very, very similar. Heaps of trash everywhere. It probably smells like death. Yeah. Um, but you're going there to kill a Jedi. Named Kazdan Paratus. Yeah. And Kazdan Paratus is... If you uh, watch the Clone Wars, there's that story arc where uh, C-3PO and R2 are with Commander Wolf's contingent. Uh-huh. And they're on that planet. And I can't remember the name of that species, but they got the long head and they don't speak uh, basic. Is that the guy that's like... Wing, wing, from the, Force, or from, from the Phantom Menace? I can't remember if that's the same or different species because it's cartoon versus not. But... Not the Rauru guy, yeah, not, not that guy. Not Rauru. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that's the kind of species that Kazdan Pratis is. Kazdan speaks basic. Yeah, he does. And he's a an absolute turd because he uses the force <laughs> to animate basically the entire planet. And you're fighting giant junk monsters the whole yeah. time. They'll just he's, pop out of the, the ground. The species is called Alina. Alina. A-L-E-E-N-A. -E -E so like Aliena? I guess, I don't know. Alien species. Uh, and what's crazy is, it's interesting because all the, the Jedi that you come to hunt down, minus one that I can think of, are very, very jaded and very... Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Luke Skywalker does so much for the Jedi by choosing love and choosing sacrifice over preservation and selfishness and anger. Because even Rom Coda, the very first Jedi that you fight... Which Ron Coda, let's let's face it, Ron Coda is the better version of Kane and Jarrus before Kane and Jarrus was a thing. Mm. Right? Think about that. When you when you watch Star Wars Rebels, you have Kanan, he's a dejected survivor of Order 66. He's a part of uh, of a, a rebellion in, of sorts. They're both blind. Um, they both get blinded, and then they teach the next generation of force users. Yeah. But Ron Coda is is next level. I think he's cooler. Well, he's definitely stronger in the force. It's not even cooler. close. 
because when they're fighting, they're in that main space mm-hmm. before he gets defeated. And he and he tells he he knows that he's no match for Starkiller. And he basically does the, well, if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me sort of thing. And he reaches out and like he just starts collapsing the center, and that's why it's falling. Yeah. You know? Pretty cool. And uh, so you're going to fight uh Kasdan Paratus, and he's this tiny, tiny, tiny little guy. He's like this tall. Yeah. He's like, you know, size same size as Yoda. Um, but he's somehow harnessed these crazy robotic legs Mm -hmm. around him and some of his hands that he uses have lightsabers and it's just all this crazy crap and uh mostly just you avoiding crap he's throwing at you the whole yeah yeah hand to hand no problem you win but he just has he uses the force to animate these objects around him and uh so you end up having to defeat him you have that cool cool heavy um Man, it's just a crazy... It's like a giant shawl over you from your shoulders up to over your nose. Yeah. I mean, um, like, wouldn't you too, though? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm sure it smells like death, and you can probably get cancer just from breathing there. Uh, and so after that, you defeat him, you take his saber to Vader, and you're gaining steam. You know, you're yeah. killing these Jedi. Because against Ronkota is your first real mission by yourself. Right. And so you're starting to feel a little qualified, and the goal is always you need to be stronger, and you're basically doing his work for him, for Vader, but as you get stronger facing these Jedi, you're making yourself more capable for the overthrow of Palpatine. Right. Um, and then the next mission, I want to say, is to Felucia. Yeah, you go to Felucia and you fight Shock T. Uh, that mission's pretty cool just because it's. Oh, and you have the Felucian warriors yeah, with their Rancors. They got the Rancors, and then um, they also have like different. They're kind of trained in the force, and they've got shamans. So you kind of have to be strategic. Yeah, it's weird. It's um, and then they integrate the unique plant life. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting because the force. It's Star Wars is so intertwined within itself, mm-hmm. but the Felucians remind me a lot in a way of the Night Sisters, where yeah, kind of they don't speak basic, but they're they have their own force well, the awareness. Night Sisters speak basic. Honestly, the Felucians don't. Okay. They're like we are, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they have a. Uh, they have their own understanding of the Force. Like you said, they have magic and kind of some sorcery. And it's not as strong as the Night Sisters, but it's cool because it's a native species. Yeah. And the Night Sisters kind of use the plant life and plant it around them. And they have spells. And it's very similar. Uh, I would dare say the Felucians are cooler because they ride Rancors, which is freaking dope. Um, it's pretty sick. It's cool because uh, when this game was coming out, 2008... Uh, the legacy collection of Star Wars figures was kind of at its peak. And that's really maybe the best collection ever because you got so many. There wasn't a six-inch version of Stings, but so you, all the funding was going to the three and three-quarter-inch figures. So you got minimum that I can think of off the top of my head. You have five or six different versions of Starkiller. You had two different versions of Juno Eclipse. You had all these. Uh, you had Shadow Stormtroopers that were like, if you held them up... <laughs> To the light, they were kind of like invisible. Uh, they put out a cool um, super pack that was from Toys R Us only that had the giant Rancor that had the war paint, the Felucian war paint on it. Yeah, and he came cool. with a rider. And so there's just all this really cool stuff. That's when the uh, Battle Damage Darth Vader came out mm-hmm. for the 30th anniversary of Star Wars. Um, and his helmet was authentic like... Authentic Battle Damage. Authentic Battle Damage. Uh, really cool stuff. And so... Uh, on and then in the legacy collection you got that shock tea which is like uber expensive now in the package um and so the idea the the thing that starts to kind of change his mind a little bit 
is as you face Shakti before she before she dies, uh, she says, "The Sith always betray one another. You'll never be happy. The dark side will never." Also, what's cool about um, that fight is there's a uh, Sarlacc. Yeah, there's a Sarlacc right behind you. So as you're fighting her, you're also making sure you're not getting dragged in by the Sarlacc. And uh, so she's standing at the edge of the Sarlacc, and she says, "You can't win." The dark side will overtake you, and the Sith always betray one another. Mm-hmm. Basically, you'll never have that family you're looking for. You'll never have that belonging you're looking for. And then she does the old Olympic high dive into the Sarlacc pit. Starkiller doesn't even kill her. She she just jumps into the pit. Um, and at this point is when you're really starting to have doubts as a character about what you're doing for Darth Vader. Is it worth it? Are you even do you is it even your plan, or are you just doing what he says? You know, do you mm-hmm. have your own thoughts? Um, very much the gunslinger <laughs> from Bill Gunner. Um, and so it's a very cool story. Uh, and then throughout the story, you're in the Rogue Shadow, your ship, and you're falling in love with your pilot, Juno Eclipse, which is like your bajillionth pilot. Nice. But this one happens to be an attractive chick. Uh, and so you're falling in love with her. And it's interesting because, uh... One of the cool elements of the game is, as you go, your droid proxy um, will help you simulate different fight styles. And so he basically has all the Imperial records of all these different characters, like Darth Maul or Obi-Wan or, um, I'm trying to think of other ones. He can be almost anyone, like Boba Fett, he could be anybody. And so you, uh, it's cool because as you're going throughout it, be like, he tries to ambush you and it makes you better. Mm-hmm. And so even as you're going throughout, you're like, I'm not really in the mood proxy. And he's like, Master, what's wrong? And so it's like you're starting to really have doubts about about what's going on. And so what what happens next after that, after you're on Felucia? Uh, you go back to Vader and the Emperor's there unbidden. Mm-hmm. The Emperor's kind of found out and then Vader... Kind of fake for real, kills Star Killer, throws him out the window, and then revives him. Dude, I remember when we were first watching and playing the game, you're not that super far into the game, and you're standing there, the door opens, the Emperor walks in, and you're like, oh, dadgummit, we weren't ready for this. Yeah. And uh, he stabs you through the back, and you right do this whole move that Star Killer does three or four times throughout the two games. <laughs> the old goldfish open mouth look, because you're being stabbed through the spine. Uh, and then he sho- then he he really sells it. He smashes you around the room for about 35 seconds and he throws you out of the window. And you're like, okay, I guess that's the end of the game. That was whack. And then it turns out that he has somehow yeah, found so you in the Vader, vacuum of space. Yeah, Vader sent out like a health you. droid like ASAP. Right. Or maybe even had one there prepared just right. so he could continue on with it. It's Vader. Yeah. Um, and I so lied. after you get squooed by Darth Vader. <laughs> uh, he sends you off on a mission and he, you're... You're, you're nursed back to health and his idea is, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say you survived. You start up the rebellion Yeah. to get the... the. Not that he should know it's you, but you start a rebellion against right. the Empire to get the Emperor's attention and while he's distracted, we will destroy him. Which is so interesting because in Return of the Jedi... It's because Palpatine is distracted by his attacking Luke that Vader's able to kill him. So the the plan wasn't necessarily that bad. Yes, you distract the Emperor, and then that's how you defeat him. Mm-hmm. You couldn't 
you couldn't best him one-on-one. George Lucas says that Vader, after he was in the suit, was only 80% of the man Palpatine was. Yeah. So he was never going to defeat Palpatine straight up. You go and you track down Ronkota. Yep. Um, And this is where you fight that super dope... uh, uh, what's the royal guard that has the black armor on? I can't remember what the specific title for them is, but that's when you really start fighting those guys. Yeah, that's, I just think of them as the Imperial Guard. I don't think they have any specific... Shadow Guard, maybe? Shadow Guard? I'm looking it up. Yeah, I think it's Shadow Guard. It's really cool because the regular um, Imperial Guards have the solid red armor mm-hmm. with the black visor. Yeah, and these are force-trained a little bit. Shadow Guard. Shadow Guard? Shadow guard? Yeah. So you start fighting them, and one of the cool thing is, one of the really cool things, especially as a fan of troopers clones and stormtroopers and as a collector of figures uh is you got all these variations of stormtroopers Mm -hmm. so that's where you have the regular stormtrooper you have the stormtrooper commander you have the evo trooper which is like um he has he's basically like someone that's on raxus prime where it's very polluted and and you know toxic gases like on felucia you have you know the evo trooper has like special tubing and stuff to help filter out gases and whatnot and then you have the the uh uh jet is it jet trooper there's the jet troopers and then there are the snipers yeah on top of that and it's really cool because these the those troopers those are, are not counting the robotic troopers right and then you yeah and then you have uh kind of dark trooper kind of things mm-hmm. they're not called dark troopers but they're like these big mech and they just do this to you i think they're Purge troopers. Purge troopers. Called. Dang. So again, everything is so intertwined yeah. with the force. And then you get cool Star variants Wars. on the ATST. Yeah, with the giant guns on the side and stuff Either like that. Either custom or ones that are uh, equipped with repulsor arms. So you round up all these guys, Garmbel Iblis and Bail Organa, Leia well, I mean, Organa, Ron Coda. up to that. So you get Coda, and there's then you so go back to Kashyyyk. That's where you kind of learn who you are. He... Uh, encounters his father here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of like your first real exploration of the light side because Kashyyyk's more of a light side nexus. Um, you have some forced visions. You rescue Leia here. Mm-hmm. Um, you fight a guy who's you know one of the more imperial imperial higher ups. Um, you go into this cool trophy room. You set the Wookies free. A lot of cool stuff happens on that yeah. mission. And you're really it's interesting because it's typical. You're doing the bad guy thing, but as you do the bad guy thing, pretending to be a good guy, you turn into a good guy. It's the classic Dances with Wolves, Blue People Avatar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the John Smith story of, oh, I actually care about Pocahontas. You know, that sort of thing. And so you're falling in love with Juno, and she's kind of becoming a champion of the cause and stuff like that. Proxy's doing his thing for the rebellion. Um, and then as they're really starting to get their crap together, they're at this secret meeting. No, there's two more things before that. Oh my god. So there's the mission to the Jedi Temple. Right. Um, and this is exclusive? No, this one's in Xbox. Okay. Um, and you fight your dark version. Oh, the Sith Stalker. Yeah, you fight, like, the ultimate dark side version. You also fight, you know, different Imperial troops, but most of it's focused on the Force, um, this game is interesting because there's so much stuff that happens that's not super explained that well. Yeah. Like, how does this dark version of yourself exist? Does it say? I it's, can't recall. It's because he's going through areas that are like for the Jedi trials. So um, he's basically having to confront his dark side. Well, I guess it is true. In the Clone Wars, Yoda talks to the dark version of himself. Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, that was, yeah, same, 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 but S- Similar. Yeah. Um, and then you return to Felucia. 
Um, That's when you meet Morris Brood? Yeah, you fight Morris Brood, who's an absolute turd. <laughs> Um, she has a really crazy lightsaber. It's like, it's uh, here's the handle that the blade's coming out of, and then it's like, she has a side handle. Yeah. So, whatever this thing is from Hellboy. Or, uh... Traitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Traitor from... T.R. Adar. Yeah, from, uh... Force Awakens. Force Awakens, where he's like... The riot baton, but imagine it's a lightsaber yeah. going out of the end. Um, and so something's changed in the Felucia mission. Instead of being the bad guy going against the light side, the dark side... Felucia's like kind of a dark side planet, so yeah. now the dark side's taken over, and now you're fighting all the things that have been corrupted by the dark side, and now you're the light side influence. Which is crazy, because then you realize how freaking strong Shakti was keeping all the dark side right. kind of at bay. Um, and you then know? it's also now Imperial occupied. Um, yeah, and so instead of fighting near the Sarlacc, you go through the Sarlacc, which sucks butts. That's a big challenge. Um, and then after that mission's done, I think you've done something for Bail Organa in this particular mission. Yeah. And then um, you go back to Raxus, where's the Star Destroyer factory's at, and then you pull that thing out of the sky. Oh, how could I forget to pull it out of the sky? Yeah, dude, there's this mission as you're going. And you're fighting. You and fight you a lot more. Pull, like advanced yeah, troopers yeah. in this one. And you need to pull a dad gum star destroyer out, out of, the of the sky. And in the meanwhile, you get to uh, fight off Tie Fighters that keep shooting at you. Yeah. So you're pulling. You're pulling. You're pulling. And every once in a while, there's a wave of. It's really predictable because it's just like. And they're coming in a circle towards you. No less frustrating for the predictability, though. For sure. And so you're stopping, and you're like, "Okay, kill you. Okay, kill you." And by this time, the Dadgum Star Destroyer is nearly in atmosphere again, and Rom Coda keeps screaming in your ear, "Pull that thing out of the sky!" It really reminds me of when Kylo says, "Blow that piece of junk out of the sky." Yeah, I thought about that too. It's very similar. And so as you're doing that, that that's the thing with me is like whenever they talk about. You know, Ray being too powerful. I'm like, you know, there was this one time where a guy named Starkiller pulled a freaking Star Destroyer out of the sky, and it was so big that when it finally hits the ground, every single time I see this the cutscene, every single time when I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, it's really close. Oh, wow, it's getting so much closer. Ah, oh, here it comes, and it just keeps going because it's so big, you never realize how close it is yeah. to you. And then eventually, you're able to, you know, pull it. Blow that piece of junk. Out of the sky! Pull it out of the sky. Uh, and then this challenge becomes stopping it. Now you gotta push it back. Yeah, now you gotta stop it. But anyway, it's you know big, big, big force challenge. One of the most powerful displays of force power we probably ever see. Yeah. Maybe Dude, top ever. Talk about the amount of poop in your pants. Well, Just from the stress. Yeah. You know? So, you ever seen those weightlifting videos where it's like a strongman competition and the guy's holding up like 1,100 pounds and he's just like bleeding from his nose and he's like, yeah, and just bleeding? Have you seen the ones where Yeesh. like your bicep snaps oh. and you can see the muscle actually? Dude, that happened. That's what happened when Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. Remember he placed it and he just saw it go, and all the terrible fans in Toronto were like, woo, freaking cheering for his torn Achilles. Hey, you want to hear something crazy? I was in a fantasy basketball league, and then right after Kevin Durant left to go to Golden State, of course, everyone was salty, and we jokingly named the basketball league Kevin Durant's torn Achilles. And two years later, we were profits. So that there was, you go. I felt kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, we get to the Karelian Treaty. 
Right. Um, this is where you've got Mon Mothma, Belia Bliss, Bill Organa, Leo Organa. Everybody's um, there. Every, all the big wigs are there, and Darth Vader barges in on the meeting unannounced, and you know this is kidnaps, not part of the plan. Yeah, kidnaps all the rebellion leaders, and uh, Starkiller <laughs> goes, "You promised you would stay away," <laughs> and then Darth Vader says one of his most iconic lines. I lied. I lied. Just as I have straight, from the very beginning. Straight into the point, I lied. Dude. And he does his little finger. Yeah. I lied. Uh, and so, basically, you're legitimately defeated. Yeah. Um, Vader. I think Vader realizes he can't overthrow the Emperor. And so, he's just going to get in his good graces. So, he rounds up the leaders of the Rebellion. I've often wondered about this. I can't remember if Leia just gets away. No. I think Leia was also captured. Because maybe to me, Leia... Oh, you know what it was? She, uh, she, she wasn't was there. there. She was literally there by proxy. Yeah, that's so funny. That is kind of cool that the droid's name is Proxy and he's like, yeah, you know, a shadow boxer of somebody and else. So, so uh, whenever stuff starts going to heck, he ends the transmission. Because mm -hmm. basically, imagine, okay, like whenever the Emperor does Order 66 and Commander Cody's holding that, that little miniature TV in his hand. Imagine that, but basically the whole droid's body projects right. a bubble image around him. Yeah, he's a combat simulation droid. Dude, I would use that if I didn't want to wear a mask. You know? You have to go and you're like, oh crap, I don't have a mask. I'm just, I'm just pumping gas or whatever, you know? You just proxy, boom, got a mask on. Was a bit crazy? Yep. And so, uh, anyway, one thing that's interesting and I'm like, how would Proxy have known to do this? Mm. Is he acts like he's Obi Wan to distract Darth Vader to save Starkiller's life in this oh, moment? Oh, how would he know that? But yeah, I, in the moment I was like, "Oh, that's cool," but now as an adult and thinking about the intricacies of the Star Wars story, I'm like, "Yeah, he would have no reason to know that was Anakin." Yeah, maybe that's the most accomplished duelist he has on on thing. I don't know, because like, okay, we know that Obi Wan defeated Maul. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the characters that he can play. I mean, he can. Well, he played. He became Maul on the Raxus mission. He ambushes you while you're in Raxus. Yeah. The second time, as Darth Maul. So is Obi Wan the greatest duelist that he can? That he. I feel like they just didn't think it through. Yeah. It's definitely when you're watching it as a kid, you're yeah. like, "Oh, that'll get him." Yeah. But then you realize, yeah, exactly. As you get older and you're really starting to think about it, you lose your wonder. Yeah. And you're like, hang on a daggum second. This doesn't add up. Um, but he then, makes yeah. mincemeat of proxy in like two and a half seconds. And so hereafter, he goes I, to get the escapes, rebels. You though. Yeah. Out that's, of the, that's what proxy's doing is he's buying you time. He goes to the Death Star, which is far and away the worst mission. Um, you're stuck in that hangar for like 25 years. Just and then you got to make your way up the, the daggum kyber crystal thing. And then you got to fight like 25 purge troopers. The saving grace is that you get to go all the way up the. He's seeing all platform. the non helicopters right now. And uh, there's the the black crystal that you can get for your lightsaber that makes it kind of worthwhile. But then you got to fight like five shadow troopers at the same time. PTSD. So, he is staring off into dude, space hard. It, it's it's intense. It's what if we zoom out from his eyes it. and he's like in a nursing home? He's been thinking about this for seventy years. End up armed troopers. And then you got to fight Vader. And then if you beat Vader, and then you, got, you have to you fight the Emperor. If you beat Vader, you get to fight Vader again. Yeah. <sighs> and the Emperor. And on and on and on it goes. Um, so it's really a lose-lose. Because you die no matter what. Yeah. Well, if, if you, you become, choose the light side. If you choose you the kill, light side. You attack the Emperor 
and then Rom Code is like, wait, never mind, and then the Emperor's like, Swoop. yeah, and which... you die. And then if you choose my the thing. dark side, I know that it's supposed to be cut and dry. Yeah, but listen, if you're in World War II, you can be a good man and kill Adolf Hitler. Like I don't think it would turn you to the dark to kill the emperor. Yeah, I don't know. It, it shouldn't anyway. Ray did it. But there you go. So, <laughs> so that's the most important force move is Palpatine's. Yeah, and then more impressive uh, than the Star Destroyer thing. Um, then yeah, if you choose, if so, if you choose. Dark. No, if you choose light, you stop. The Emperor kills you. If you choose dark, the Emperor defeats you. You kill Darth Vader, mm -hmm. and then you replace him, but you still get destroyed, so then you become Vader 2.0. You're in the respirator suit. You get the cool sick Sith Stalker armor. But, mm -hmm. um, but you... And you have the cool claws coming out of your... Mm -hmm. Like, your claws go through from the tip of your finger and then over and, like, through your hand. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, um, and that's the end of that. Yeah. And then so you get extra missions if you had the ultimate Sith edition. So you go um, in place of Vader right. to Tatooine. You're tracking down the droids. You fight Boba Fett. You fight Ben Kenobi. You fight Ben Kenobi's Force Ghost. Um, there's one where you go to Hoth and you fight Luke, and then you fight Dark Luke. All very cool stuff. There's oh. also one that's a light side alternate mission where you would go to the Jedi Temple again. Mm-hmm. Um, so very cool stuff. basically the light side ending is how the official story goes. Mm -hmm. And if you're reading the novelization and you're defeated and what's really cool though, is they say he was such a symbol of hope. Mm -hmm. He started this rebellion because really you're the one that starts the rebellion. You get everybody together yeah. you bring everyone together. You're the, the laminin of the human body of the rebellion and your Merrick family crest becomes the symbol for the rebellion, which is the classic rebellion symbol that has the... It's supposed to be some kind of a bird or something like that. I could see that. But it's the... God, I can't do it with my hands. It's the really, you know, like this symbol. It's like this E on its back. <laughs> you know? The typical rebellion symbol. A W with a really fat bottom. Yeah. I don't know what the official... Is it just rebellion insignia? Yeah, I guess so. That's That's the uh, the Merrick family crest yeah. that becomes the signal for the rebellion. The PSP version will include, like, hope you like the Jedi Temple, because you're going to be there for Two more times. Um, and then... What else? You fight uh, a, a character yeah. by First the name of the Darth Temple, Phobos. Darth, Darth Phobos, Phobos. Darth Desilus, who's a yeah. Bowen. He's got a Cortosis shield, which is pretty cool. Which is very cool because oh. the Powans fight with shields. Yep, and then um, you fight Kento Merrick and the a weird shadow of your a dark side version of your dad. No, it's a light side version. You just fight him in the Jedi Temple. Is it while you're dark? Yeah, I guess. So. Oh, okay. Um, and then or there's one where you'll go to Cloud City and you find Bell Iblis there instead of. On Kashyyyk? No, or... on Cloud City. Oh, okay. So you'll find Bell Iblis there instead of finding... Rom Koda? Rom Koda there. Mm. And you'll fight a Mandalorian leader by the name of... Uh, oh, yeah. Chopa Notimo. Yep. And Chopa... And he rides a Basilisk he war... rides a Basilisk droid. Mandalorian war droid, which is Old Republic, super dope. Should have been taken over the galaxy with that thing. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is, you pointed out, great uh, little Easter egg, is he's wearing a, a different colored version, but he's wearing the same helmet is the concept art for Boba Fett, which is what Obi-Wan wears when he's impersonating a character by the name of Reiko Hardeen mm -hmm. in the Clone Wars box arc. Yeah. And uh, so it's really cool. They're so good at that stuff. Like, yeah. hey, Ralph McQuarrie drew this. Let's use this 30 years right. later. Well, and that's the cool thing about 
this the first Force Unleashed game in particular is that they're pulling so many different little threads that yeah. you know are so interesting. Force Unleashed concept art and Force Unleashed extra stuff that they do mm -hmm. is some of the coolest Star Wars that we've gotten. Yeah. Rebels got better with time, but one of the best things about Rebels is they're just pulling ideas from other stuff. Yeah. The the Rebel tr the, the the Imperial troop transport from Ralph McQuarrie's concept or whatever that became a toy in the 70s that was never on screen now makes its way into Rebels as a cartoon and then fast forward another however many you know 10 years or whatever from when Rebels started the Imperial Troop Transport makes its on-screen appearance in the Mandalorian because Filoni's you know pulling and he's helping John Favreau mm -hmm. with that so it's very cool and the Force Unleashed is kind of in that vein of using other ideas or Here's a cool idea. What if the you know what if there was a heavy uh, ATST and it's got these crazy gunners and it's less of a scout, it's more of a tank mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that's really really cool. Um, Force Unleashed Two was okay. Force Unleashed Two was okay. The story was a cool story. The game was incredibly short, which left it having a bad taste in people's mouths. Well, it was the story short. was a little clunkier and much shorter. It was short and. Instead of being like well thought out fight mechanic obstacles, it was mostly just like a ton of jumping. Yeah, you were. It was moving platforms type obstacles, and right. it, it was just exhausting. And it really there was no payout in my right. Mind. Long story short, you wake up, you're Star Killer. Somehow you're on Camino again. Spoiler alert: you're a clone. Yeah. He's been cloning, and he's been trying to find a way to clone force sensitive people. Yeah, and uh, which is a really cool concept. And uh, so Vader has been trying to create a clone. You break out of the facility, and Vader hires Boba Fett to track you down, stealing by uh, stealing Juno Eclipse and then luring you back to him. Uh, you have to go find Rom Koda, who is being held prisoner um, on the Imperial-held world of Kato Nymoidia, which uh, Nymoidians are the ones uh, that are in, in, in charge of the Droid Federation. You know, now it's getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. That's those guys. So you're on Kato Nymoidia and he's known fighting. Also the ones and, who say, Is that legal? Is that legal? Uh, you're fighting in basically very much Geonosis-style sty arena on Kato Nymoidia. And, um, and Rom Kota is winning everything, but he has really nothing to live for. He's just surviving. And uh, you save him, and he says a really cool line, By the Force, I knew you were alive. And uh, which is really cool. He's one of the first characters to like say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of common now, but like by the force, like stuff like that. Really cool that he says that. And you're then you fight a freaking the the not the Balrog. That's Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but it's something you fight that's really really crazy. Um, it's called the. Hang on, I've got it right here. You fight that dadgum giant. Like imagine a Rancor that has fallen into a crazy like joker vat of things and it's just turned really crazy fallen into radioactive waste yeah it's the hulk of rancors it's freaking huge dude what is this thing um but again even when you're fighting that it's just like whoa here's a picture of Leia organa from a side mission fighting the dark apprentice and it's like ray exactly like ray her outfit yellow lightsaber okay anyways i'll find it but you're fighting, um, you're fighting, getting him out, uh, and then basically, um, 
your concept is you're you have the memories of Galen, but you're not really sure, and they're very foggy, and so you're basically all you know is you're trying to find Juno, mm-hmm. and you end up like I said, the missions are very short. There's like three or four missions or six or something. It's very short, and you end up getting back. You you arrive all the way back to Camino, and you're trying to defeat um, Vader. Vader, and the the big switch up ending for that is the Gorog. That's the name of that alien. I'm gonna save this picture. So I can put it in the video for later, but um, you uh, basically so he can put it. So you in the sorry. Video. So you can. Same with does the the pictures in the video yeah, props. Uh, so uh, there's the double ending again. Choose light side or dark side. Dark side is I'm gonna kill this guy. Whatever. He's he's hurt me. And then as you go to kill him, you do the goldfish open mouth face again because. The cloning process has been perfected, and he cloned a dark side version of you, who is the star killer that has the cool Sith hood, and then you're dead, dead, and star killer. By the way, you fight twenty seven hundred versions of yourself throughout the game. That's true, and then the light side version is you decide, you know what, he needs to be taken prisoner. We'll figure this out, and you do find Juno. Y'all kiss, and the last thing we see of Star Killer or Galen Merrick and Juno Eclipse is they're just going into the. You just see them go into hyperspace. You never hear anything again. Um, both versions of that are strange. And I want to say that when they were making this game, this is before the Disney purchase, so I imagine their thought was Force Unleashed is canon. Force Unleashed 2 is like a possibility? Because if St- Sith Star Killer is at the end of Force Unleashed 2, the clone, where the heck is he in the original trilogy? And if good side wins and vader's off in prison where's that story and right. where is star killer you know um but i do love it it was really cool in the in the late 80s early 90s star wars was nearly dead timothy zahn brings about heir to the empire and it changes the trajectory of star wars force unleashed kind of holds a place like that in my heart because for a long time i'd get home from school and i would do my homework or whatever and if i went to a website i was either going to nba.com or StarWars.com, because I wanted to know what's going on in basketball, and I wanted to know what's going on in Star Wars. And for a long time after Revenge of the Sith, there really wasn't much going on. And I can remember seeing the advertisement for the original Force Unleashed, where it's just a character that has two lightsabers. It's a very generic, almost kind of looks like Luke Skywalker before they had Sam Witwer on the project. And it's like, the soon the Force will be unleashed. And I remember that getting me through, like, tough times and being like the force is going to be unleashed soon i can pass this test you know stuff like that and man when that video game dropped you would go to the website and it would just the whole thing was just everything about the force unleashed and it brought some of the best figures it brought an amazing book it was an amazing game and so for those of you out there that who are you know of age i would say you know 20 or older maybe a little bit older than that now you're 20 25 i'm 27 so I guess closer to our age. So maybe let's say you're in sixth grade at that time. If you were, yeah, that would be you in sixth grade. Was 2008, huh? So if you're 25 or older, this really resonates with a lot of Star Wars fans. And if yeah. you're if you're not that old, I encourage you get on YouTube, watch the cutscenes. If you're a reader, read the book. I believe it's you by can Sean find Williams. You a copy of it for super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's go to your forever. go to your half price books and go get a paperback version of it for three dollars. It's a cool read, and it's yep. a cool uh, concept, and that's the beauty of Star Wars is we have canon and legends, and Starkiller will always still be real, and I will celebrate the day that they create a gaming great Starkiller. I would easily pay $100 for 
Starkiller and there's like three different versions and you have like all the add-ons that you could have of the different concepts and stuff. Just some very, very cool stuff. So that's the Force Unleashed for this week. Um, so next week we're going to tune in again and uh, we've got a couple of things lined up that we're thinking about. So some exciting episodes coming up. Uh, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the podcast, share this video, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and join the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast Hangouts page on Facebook. And remember, may the Force be with you. And uh, clone or not, the only battery you have here is me. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>